From member-supported CPR News, this is Purplish, a show about Colorado's democracy. I'm Sam Brash. Most weeks on this podcast, we're the ones posing the questions about Colorado ahead of the election. This week, something a little bit different. We're answering a question from one of you. I'm Jonas Rosenthal. I'm a sophomore at Denver Jewish Day School. I'm 16. Guess that's about it. Jonas contacted us through our Colorado Wonders Project. It's a new CPR effort trying to explore the state one question at a time. And you contacted us with a question about Colorado politics. Can you go ahead and say what that question was? Yeah, the question was, is Colorado still a swing state? Why is someone too young to vote even wondering about something like this? Well, for Jonas, this came up as he reflected on his earliest experiences with politics. If I recall correctly, in both kindergarten and in fourth grade, we had mock presidential elections. We went into the closet and filled out a ballot. Let's see, I remember the ballot was on green paper and had the two candidates, Mitt Romney and Barack Obama and John McCain and Barack Obama. Obama saw mixed results in these two elections. He won in kindergarten, but lost in fourth grade. But when it came to either these two classroom elections or the real deal, Jonas had the feeling that Colorado was up for grabs. And I do remember sort of vaguely at the time that Colorado was important nationally. Lots of politicians visited, there was a ton of ads on the air. And he says it just didn't feel the same in 2016. Like there was a bit less attention, a bit less coverage on Colorado. It seemed like it didn't occupy so much of a national spotlight. Sure, the candidates campaigned here, but pundits talked about Colorado as all but a sure bet for Hillary Clinton. And she ended up winning here by about three points. Two years from now, Jonas will be eligible to vote, and he's not sure what to expect. I want to know what I should be looking for, if I should be looking at Colorado politics from the perspective of a swing state voter or from the perspective of, say, a safe state voter. I want to know what sort of policies I can expect Colorado politicians, both in the state and nationally, to advocate. And I want to know what my fellow Coloradans think about things. And it's not just Jonas asking this question. This is something I wondered ahead of launching this podcast. I mean, this is probably obvious, but it's called purplish because Colorado isn't red or blue, but purple. It's in the middle. It hosts competitive elections. But is that label even true anymore? And this is about more than our branding. Competitive elections help consultants sell advice, TV stations sell ads, journalists like me grab your attention. And it arguably helps voters, too, says Seth Maskett. He's a political scientist at the University of Denver. It basically means the state party, the national parties, um, will devote a lot more attention. They'll devote a lot more resources. There'll be a lot more media attention on those contests. Uh, that usually stimulates voter interest and voter turnout. In fact, Colorado has among the highest voter turnout in the country. Some of that may have to do with the state's mail-in ballot system, which makes finding a stamp the hardest part of voting. But it can't hurt that voters here feel like their voices matter. So this week on Purplish, how purple is Colorado really? And are our days of occupying the political center and the political center of attention numbered?
there's a narrative out there about Colorado's political leanings, and it goes something like this. Once upon a time, Colorado was a reliable Republican state, and it pretty much stayed that way through the beginning of this century, when it voted for George W. Bush twice. In the Rocky Mountain West, color the state of Colorado red for President George W. Bush. But that started to change after 2004, when younger, more educated people started moving to Colorado. They created an opportunity for Democrats, who seized it. With profound gratitude, and great humility, I accept your nomination for presidency of the United States. Obama accepted the Democratic nomination in Denver on a stage midfield at Bronco Stadium before winning the state in 2008. And he won here again in 2012. From battleground states in the West, one of the more closely watched was Colorado. And just as he did in 2008, President Obama took that state home. And in 2016, Hillary Clinton dominated the polls in Colorado. Media outlets started declaring that the state had fallen off the electoral map. Celebrate all that Colorado is. It's also time to talk about what Colorado isn't anymore. A swing state. There were numbers to back that up. Ahead of the 2016 election, Democrats outpaced Republicans among registered voters in Colorado for the first time in three decades. And on a night when Trump won the Electoral College, Colorado went for Clinton. We have another projection right now. It is a projection for Hillary Clinton as the state of Colorado. In this story, 2016 supposedly marked a kind of arrival for Colorado on a journey from red to purple to now light blue. But some people aren't totally sold on this supposed tale of political transformation. The conventional wisdom is that we were a Republican state prior to 1990 or so. This is Tom Cronin, a professor of political science at Colorado College. He wrote a book about Colorado state government with a bright purple cover, and it's called, wait for it, Governing a Purple State. That we did have a string of Republican presidents uh, win. Nixon won two or three times, Ronald Reagan won twice, George H.W. Bush won the first time he ran, and George W. Bush ran and won a couple of times. But even while Colorado appeared red on the presidential level... This state actually has had more Democratic governors than Republican governors. In the last 44 years, just one Republican has won the governor's mansion in Colorado. And as for the idea that Colorado is a light blue state today, Cronin doesn't buy it. If you add up how we've done it from 1990 to the present day, we're exactly in the middle. So we're about as purple as you can get. Cronin keeps an index of how Coloradans vote in statewide elections. And this barometer shows... We've seen a minor shift from the Republican to the Democratic side in statewide election returns, yes, over the past 30 years. According to Cronin's numbers, Democrats have had a slight partisan advantage if you look at the last decade, about 52% of voters. But he thinks you should only count a state as red or blue if it has a decisive 55% lean over 20 years. So Colorado, by his measure, is still a long way from being a blue state. But Cronin has noticed some changes in the last three decades. I, I think we are a decidedly purple state, but we have blue waves and red waves going on under the purple umbrella. Okay, this is admittedly a mixed metaphor. I'm not sure why anybody would hold an umbrella over a wave. 
But the point here is that while Colorado remains competitive as a state... We have a lot of movement, red waves and blue waves, going on in Colorado at the regional level. Cronin says Colorado's farm and ranch counties have moved farther to the right, but not nearly as much as Boulder and Denver have moved to the left. The Boulder-Denver area, which is already uh, leaning impressively in the Democratic direction, has become even more so, like a 12% increase over a 30-year period, voting for Democrats versus Republicans. So far, growth in the red parts of the state has offset growth in Denver and Boulder. If that changes, Colorado could rapidly become a Democratic stronghold, says Cronin. But at the moment, the real action is in suburban counties on the Front Range. Uh, I think those counties, uh, suburban Denver counties, have always been important, but they've become much much greater in population. They've become more diverse. And uh, uh, I think it was fair to say that a few of those counties were counties the Republicans counted on regularly in statewide elections. And right now, uh, it's up for grabs. In places like Jefferson County and Arapahoe County, Democrats and Republicans are now evenly divided. The result is that in Colorado, it's soccer moms and minivan dads who occupy the political center of gravity. There's two very important facts of life in Colorado politics is suburbs matter a lot and independents matter a heck of a lot. If you're running statewide, you have to be able to to appeal to independents and you have to appeal to the suburbs. That's where elections are decided. That's why Colorado politicians are almost obsessive about saying they're moderate. Take this Colorado Matters interview with Democratic Governor John Hickenlooper. We're back at the state capitol for our regular conversation with Democratic Governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper. How come you guys always have to say Democratic Governor John Hickenlooper? Why don't you say Governor Hickenlooper? Why, why do you want to inject partisanship into what is really just a, a normal question and answer session? Or Republican Senator Cory Gardner, who won by running as a moderate in 2014. Voters around this state had their voices heard. They are not red. They are not blue. But they are crystal clear. Crystal Cronin clear thinks politicians succeed by fighting for the center. But at a time of increasing polarization when both parties are moving towards their extremes, it can be hard for politicians to hold the middle ground. And many expect this year's election to be especially tough for Republicans. President Trump's unpopularity could leave an opening for Democrats this November. But Cronin thinks people shouldn't draw too many conclusions, whatever happens. If there is a huge blue wave, it would be a great temptation to say, oh, Colorado has shifted from purple to at least a uh, light blue. There'll be pundits who will say that. (laughs) And uh, my hunch is that uh, they'll probably be premature. Republicans are not going to go away. They're going to, if they lose a few important elections this year, I'm very confident that they will regroup and uh, be out there again two years later or four years later. So to sum up, Colorado is slowly trending blue, but it remains a purple state based on election day results. That said, it's a place where unaffiliated and moderate voters hold the reins of power. And that means either party can still win if they appeal to those voters. Okay, that's both an answer and not an answer to my question, but <laughs> but I feel like I learned something. This, again, is our question asker Jonas Rosenthal, with what I feel like could be a tagline for this whole podcast. Whether or not we actually answer these questions, at least you learn something. 
I'm curious too, because you know, you really frame this question around you're going to be voting soon. Would you rather become a voter in a state that is a swing state um, and probably has a lot of bare knuckle political fights, or would you rather be a voter in a place that leans one direction or the other? On the one hand, I'd say that in a state that is like not a swing state, in a state that's like heavily one party, the policies I'd like would be more likely to get enacted. But on the other hand, I feel like in a swing state, there'd be like a a greater appeal to my vote. My vote would matter more. Uh, Candidates might court my, my opinion more. So I guess there's pros and cons to whichever way it ends up. Gosh, kids these days, they're just so even-handed. All right, thank you, Jonas. I appreciate it. All right, thank you very much. Like I've said, Jonas got in touch with us through a new project called Colorado Wonders. If you're wondering what Colorado Wonders is, wonder no more. It's wonderfully simple. You send in questions about our state. What's the story behind the red, heaped, jelly bean-looking structure? Why is all of our chili coming from Hatch and not Pueblo? Every time I drive to Uray, I wonder what is a right to farm county. And CPR reporters set out to answer them. Because if you're curious about something, chances are a lot of other people are too. So don't hold on to those burning questions. If it's about the state of Colorado, from its politics to its quirks, let us know. You'll find a quick, simple submission form at our website, CPR.org. That's it for this week's episode. Purplish is a production of member-supported Colorado Public Radio. Learn more about becoming a CPR member or join today at CPR.org. And if you give $10 a month or more before Wednesday, you get a schmancy pair of Colorado Public Radio socks. I'm wearing them right now, and man, they are just so comfortable. I wrote and produced this episode with help from Rachel Esserbrook and Brad Turner, who also wrote this theme music. Audio production by John Pino. News taped this episode from Nine News, ABC, NBC, and CBS This Morning. And like every other episode of Purplish, this one was edited by Megan Verlee. See you next week. Purplish.